Let's go. You guys are awesome. I I ask you guys questions all week and you send in so many answers, so many replies, so many ideas that I I can't fit them all into one episode on the weekend. So now we've got a second episode this weekend. So I'm actually recording this on Saturday. I just finished recording the last one. This is going to come out on Sunday. I just wanted to say thank you for everybody who replies because it makes doing this show so much more fun. All right, let's get started with the first question of the day. Uh, Earlier this week, Nintendo released a firmware update for the Nintendo Switch 10.0.0. And uh, I asked you what you thought was the most important Uh, The most useful feature, just to remind everybody, if you missed that episode uh, when I talked about this, um, the features that they included are file transfers, uh, where you can transfer files from your SD card to your system save, or button remapping, where you can turn the A button into the X button if you want. There's also the feature to bookmark news, and they also have... Animal Crossing icons that were introduced as well. Uh, I left those out of the poll. Of course, people were angry about that because that's what happens. People get mad about stuff, but that's okay. I don't think they were actually mad. They were just trolling me a little bit. Uh, So that was the question I asked. I said, of these three features, file transfers, button remapping, and bookmarking news, which one do you think is going to be the most useful And 51% of people said file transfers, 43% said button remapping, and 5.8% said bookmarking news. That really surprises me that bookmarking news got any votes. I don't understand why that would be useful. If you have a reason why it's useful, feel free to let me know why. All right, Nakashima uh, replied. She said, the Animal Crossing icons you left out, I literally do not care about the rest. Uh, Jessica agrees with Nakashima. Of course she does. Blaziken says NES and Super Nintendo apps B and A on the NES was so bad. I just wish it was in the app itself so you didn't have to change it back afterwards. Yeah, I I feel like Nintendo did a really cool thing. And they just kind of, they, they did half a job with it. And there's so many ways that they could improve it. And I, I kind of talked about why they could re- why, or how they could improve it already. So make sure that you go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. Uh, Josephine uh, says, I wish multitasking bad. I wish I, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I misread this. She said, I was multitasking badly and accidentally clicked the wrong one when I wasn't looking at the screen. I'm not sure if you're able to fix it. Sorry for skewing your results, and which I, of course, replied, I'll never forgive you. Uh, but she didn't tell us <laughs> what she wanted. What did she think? Now I don't know, and we'll never know. Um, Mega Arcanine One says, I can assign the D-pad down to LT, to make U-turning easier in Crash Team Racing. Uh, Hylenio, Hylenio, Hylenio says, sorry, I, I mispronounced your name. Uh, they said button mapping is great and surprisingly sophisticated with per controller specifications and five save slots. Too many games don't allow custom controls, especially Nintendo's. So players with disabilities, busted uncomfortable hardware, or plain dislike for defaults were left out. And I do think that that is a very important thing. I did receive, somebody reached out to me on 
uh, I'm sorry, on uh, Discord. And they said the, that there were things about it that they didn't like. And I, I'm struggling to remember exactly off the top of my head. One thing that I know that they said that they didn't like was the fact that every time you started your Switch, it would warn you. It would like be like, hey, the, the controls on this particular controller have been changed. Keep that in mind when you play. And they were finding that to be really annoying. I don't think that that's really a problem. I think that that's perfectly a reasonable thing because if you if if somebody else were using your Nintendo Switch and changed those button maps, or maybe a younger brother decided to mess with you, uh, or you know your wife decided, uh, you know what, we're going to be playing uh, Smash later, and I want to make sure that I win, you know she could go in and change your your button layouts and then, you know, kick your tail. So I think it's good. And of course, I'm just making non- nonsense up. But, you know, I think it's good that they warn you each time that you start the system. Maybe that's too much. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But at the end of the day, it would be very frustrating if you started a game and it didn't tell you that you had button remapping on and you didn't know. Uh, again, I think that Nintendo kind of went halfway with the button remapping and I bet that it would have gotten a much higher result in the poll if they had gone all the way with with button remapping and made it a really, really standout feature. But I think much more people are going to use file transfers by, by moving things around between the different storage options on the Nintendo Switch. That's going to allow them to be able to install a game without deleting something where otherwise they would have to go through this ridiculous process. So in my opinion, that's the big standout feature. Even though it's kind of boring, I think it's going to be the most useful. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Nintendo Fit on Twitter uh, tweeted at me. They used the hashtag AskRJS, which before I record the show on the weekends, I, I do a search for AskRJS on Twitter and I grab some of the comments that people send in. So if you want to get your ideas on the show, AskRJS on Twitter, or you can join our community Discord, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord and ask that question that you're, the, the, the burning question that you want to know about in the AskRJS channel of our community Discord. Anyway, Nintendo Fit said, I was listening to a recent Switchcraft and I was thinking about how you used to have the Gerudo Valley by Tom Winter. It made me wonder, 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 what are some of your favorite video game music scores and covers? One of my recent favorites is Bloody Tears by Mariachi Entertainment Systems. That's a great question and it's definitely one that I want to turn around to everybody else because there's so many fantastic fantastic video game covers out there. So first, I'm going to send out a tweet that responds to this uh, with with my favorite, and I'm going to ask you all to vote or, or tell us what your favorites are. 
And we will include these in next week's uh, uh, weekend show. All right, I just sent out the tweet and the two, I picked two. Instead of just one, I picked two. They're both by Smooth McGroove. If you don't know who Smooth McGroove is, he does video game music, but it's all acapella. So it's him singing each instrument individually, and then he edits all of them together. It's amazing. And two of my favorite versions of video game music are both by him. One of them is the, uh, of course, it's front to front of mind right now because I've been playing tons of Final Fantasy VII Remake, but the Final Fantasy VII Battle Music, which is one of the best video game songs ever made, and he just nails it. It sounds awesome. Like, if you heard it, you'd be like, this is such an interesting sounding song, but you wouldn't realize right off the, fa- off the, off the, off the bat that it's just one guy singing each part because it's amazing. The other song that I recommend by Smooth McGroove is his version of the DuckTales uh, moon theme. Now, if you've never played DuckTales on the NES, the moon theme for the, for the, the level when you go to the moon, the theme song for that particular um, level is one of the best video game songs ever made. It is so good. What an awesome song. And of course, Smooth Smooth McGroove knocks it out of the park. So I also want to hear what you guys think. So please respond to that tweet. I'm at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. Let me know what you think, and uh, we'll, we'll check out all of those songs for next week's episode. Of all of the questions that I asked this week, this is the one that got the most response. So it's going to take me a longer amount of time to go through it. I'm not going to read everybody's response because I I obviously can't. It's just I had so many responses. Um, But my question was, which games do you think that people should 100% buy? on the Nintendo Switch outside of those usual answers like Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Animal Crossing. What are the games on the Switch that are overlooked and amazing? And I got a lot of answers from people, so thank you very much for everybody who responded. Uh, Nintendork says, I'll say Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. Now, that's a JRPG, and it's supposed to be fantastic. I've never played any of the Nino Kuni games I've heard wonderful things about them. I know that they have a beautiful art style. Uh, so that's definitely something that I've heard. Everybody who I have spoken to who has played Nino Kuni loves those games. So I think that that's a very strong recommendation. Anthony Talcott said Golf Story. Golf Story is a very cool game. And even if you're not into sports, like me, I'm not a sports guy, uh, you can enjoy Golf Story. It's really more of a weird RPG than it is a game about golf. And it's definitely a game that it's got a a great sense of humor and a very, very cool art style. I recommend golf story to everybody. That game is rad. Duncan says Picross and slay the spire. Now Picross, I've played a Picross game before. It does not appeal to me. I understand that it is incredibly popular 
But I, I get what you're saying, uh, Duncan. Now, Slay the Spire is this very cool roguelike game where every time you play, it's going to be slightly different. And you basically have to make your way from the bottom up to the top of this spire, fight, fighting monsters along the way. And and the, the cool thing about it is that every time you play it, it's different. Uh, let's see. Um, Ivan Rodriguez says Slay the Spire as well. Uh, he also says, I went on an all-inclusive, I went on an all-inclusive in Mexico after buying it. And suffice to say, the game had a lot of time by the poolside. Also, Dead Cells took, took half of my, my winter, oh, took half of my winter away. Um, gosh, okay. People, proofread before you send, because sometimes it makes it really hard for me to read things out loud. But yeah, Dead Cells is a fantastic RPG, or not RPG, uh, Metroidvania. Um, also kind of a roguelike. It's like you took a roguelike and you smashed it together with a Metroidvania. Wonderful, wonderful game. I really like Dead Cells. I have it, I don't have it on the Switch. I have it on the, uh, on the PS4. Um, Jamie Lewis says, um, he, oh, they listed off a bunch of them. Into the Breach, Nuclear Throne, The Swindle, Marble It Up, Slay the Spire, Tetris 99, Crypt of the Necrodancer, and if you've got folks to play couch co-op with, Nidhogg 2, maybe pick that one up anyway since it's single player mode is fun too. Um, Nikki says Hypercharge Unboxed. Hypercharge Unboxed is this really rad tower defense game where you play as plastic toys defending what looks like you're defending um, these bases that are built in a kid's bedroom. Very, very cool. It's not always in a kid's bedroom. Sometimes it's other places too, but very cool game and the developers are very responsive and it's not been out for very long so i bet you there's still a bunch of people playing it if you're looking for people to play with you can find them in our discord as well nintendo geek says uh mario plus rabbits that game is fantastic it's not for me but it is objectively a wonderful game uh cadence of hyrule which is actually the not not necessarily a sequel to uh, it's 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 a sequel in spirit to uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer, but it's based in the Zelda universe. It's got wonderful music in it, and you definitely want to check that one out. Luigi's Mansion 3, SteamWorld Dig 2, they mentioned. Otterscotch says Kingdom, Moonlighter, and Link's Awakening, uh, and Dead Cells. Now, Kingdom I've not played, so I don't know anything about that. Moonlighter is this really cool dungeon delving game where when you finish going, okay, so in most dungeon delving games, you go into the dungeon and you collect a bunch of loot and then you come back up to the surface and you sell that loot to a store. Well, in this case, after you come back up from the the the, the dropping of a lens cap on your desk, um, after you come back up from your dungeon delving, you are the store and you are selling to your customers and it's really, really cool and weird. I didn't personally like it because I always felt like the selling of stuff to customers filled me with this, this terror of doing things the wrong way. And so I didn't enjoy it as much, but the combat is fantastic. And if you like the idea of running your own shop where you sell monster parts, then Moonlighter is fantastic. And of course, Link's Awakening is an amazing game. I had a bunch of people say, how could we not mention uh, Ori and the... 
Blind Forest. That is a wonderful game. I didn't play it on Switch, but I played it on PC, and it's really, really good side-scrolling Metroidvania-style game. Um, Christian B. says Diablo 3. The Joy-Cons change everything. Yeah, Diablo 3 is amazing, especially if you have other people to play with because you can play that game split-screen, and uh, it's just so much fun to play that game, both both split screen and online multiplayer. Diablo 3, in my opinion, is an absolute must buy if you like that style of game where it is just going into a dungeon, hacking enemies apart, getting a bunch of loot to upgrade your character so that you can kill tougher enemies so that you can get loot from them so that you can uh, then hunt even tougher enemies after that. It's a really good recommendation. Uh, Francisco says, obvious answer, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Mind-blowing story, great battle system, and the affinity charts give hours and hours of fun replayability. Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is one of those games that when you are playing that, you will be playing that game for hundreds of hours. It's wonderful. It's got a very, very cool art style. The combat system is one that seems overwhelming if you just watch it, but they do such a good job teaching you how to battle in that game that it just becomes second nature, and it's amazing. It's it's one of the very few games that when I set it down and came back to it months later because I got distracted by shiny things, and when I picked up that controller... I didn't feel like I had to start over. I mean, I felt like I was confused because story stuff, and I couldn't remember what was happening in the story so much. But the combat system, I knew instantaneously what to do. It just made perfect sense. And once they, once you learn it, it just, it's so awesome. Um, H. Ken says, to pick three overlooked games, I would vote for Splatoon 2. I don't think that Splatoon 2 is overlooked, but okay. Hollow Knight and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, so there's another vote for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, Hollow Knight, I never played. It looked really, really hard, and I didn't want to have to, I don't know, suffer through the the difficulty there. Uh, Hunter says, Celeste and Golf Story are fun indie gems. Hollow Knight is one of my favorite games of all time and an absolute masterpiece. The amount of content you get for the price is such a steal. I cannot wait for Silk Song. Uh, so... Celeste and Hollow Knight, I think if you are somebody who likes one of those or the other, then you will like them both. So I would definitely recommend that to people who are thinking, like if you've tried one but not the other, I've heard incredibly good things about both, and they're very, very similar games. Uh, Branston says Truberock, and they said it's a great game. I actually got a review copy of that game. I didn't get very far in it because it's... It's not my style of game. It's a point and click adventure. And I like my brain always says, Ooh, a point and click adventure. You're going to like this. And then I never do. And it's not because it's a poorly made point and click adventure. It's a very well made point and click adventure. It's just that point and click adventures don't appeal to me for some reason, even though I feel like they should. It's kind of like how I am with coffee. Like somebody will be making coffee and I'll smell it and I'll think, Oh, that smells really good. I'm going to have a cup of coffee. Maybe I'll like it this time. And every single time I am disappointed because coffee's super bitter and gross and I don't like it. And that's the way I am with uh, point and click adventure games as well. 
All right, we'll do one more um, one more response from somebody. So I'm scrolling through to find one more. Uh, e Solo says there are some games that really shine on the Switch. Two that come to mind are Speedrunners and Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Both are available for other platforms, but they are great on Switch. And Perry David responded to that tweet, and they said Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time is so much fun. It's my favorite couch co-op game of all co- of all time. Excellent suggestion. And I have not played Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, but I will say that Speedrunners is like a side-scrolling multiplayer Mario Kart game where you are racing around in circles over and over and over. And it's incredibly fun and hilarious to play and to watch. So uh, thank you to everybody who responded. These are awesome ideas. And to anybody out there who is brand new to the Nintendo Switch, or you've had the Switch for a while, maybe you missed out on one of these amazing games. Now you've got a whole list of awesome games to uh, check out on the Nintendo Switch. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I also asked this week, now that controller hooks have been found in the next World of Warcraft expansions client, there are a lot of rumors that WoW is coming to consoles. And I said, let's pretend that they're not rumors. If WoW comes to consoles, do you think it can come to the Nintendo Switch? 40% said yes, 60% said no. Captain Logan replied, he said, this isn't the first time they've messed around with the concept of using a controller for World of Warcraft. They did have a specific over-the-shoulder camera angle back when they revamped melee spells and graphics. You could access it with a script, but it was buggy. I used the hell out of that that action cam, as they call it. And I think this is a slow build towards releasing World of Warcraft on consoles, you know, giving us that action cam, which makes a lot more sense when you're playing uh, where where the, the, the character is not in the middle of the screen. They are kind of lower down on the screen and the camera is almost like over the shoulder. It's it, it completely changes the way World of Warcraft feels when you play it. And you could already use mods to give yourself the ability to do buttons, but it's only going to work. It's always going to work better if it's completely designed that way by the developers themselves. Uh, Anthony Raguchi says, I'm not sure Switch can handle World of Warcraft's online infrastructure, to which I would reply, I, the Switch could handle it just fine because... Most of the problems with Nintendo's online stuff has to do with their servers or their lack of using servers. Um, the Nintendo Switch can connect to World of Warcraft's servers just as easy as any other Wi-Fi device. The problem comes when Nintendo tries to run the the show. That's where they kind of fall on their face. And to if if there's any question about that, I would say... Look at the way that there's lots of online games that are not using Nintendo's stuff, like Fortnite. Fortnite doesn't use Nintendo's stuff in order to connect, and it makes everything work just fine because Nintendo 
they just kind of do a bad job at online. But this is simply just using Wi-Fi in order to connect to infrastructure that is not that Nintendo has nothing to do with. So I think that that's something to keep in mind. Jezebelli says, I think they would bring World of Warcraft to um, to the Nintendo Switch. It's definitely possible to port WoW Classic. Um, Charles Kendall says Blizzard likes the Switch, so I'd be hopeful. Nintendo Lee says if World of Warcraft is coming to consoles... I would think that it would come to Switch. They've already brought Diablo and Overwatch, which have sold really well. And I believe they will get the same out of World of Warcraft when it would just be awesome on the Switch. Um, Joaquim Zebes says, I don't even care. StarCraft, on the other hand, would be awesome to have on the Switch. I know that they made a StarCraft game that used controllers. But... This, I don't I just can't see the old Starcraft games or even the newer Starcraft games playing well with a controller. That being said, the Nintendo Switch does have um you know you can make a you can turn a Joy-Con into a pointer, so maybe that would work. I I just don't I don't know if it would work all that well. Beats Alive says no. A lot of Switch third-party multiplayer games are already way behind in terms of patch parity. This would be a huge problem seeing as how, as how WoW greatly depends on all clients running the same version of the game at all times. Well, Beats, I'll respond to that by saying that Blizzard does it with Overwatch and Blizzard makes World of Warcraft, so they've already proven that they can do it. So I think it's definitely something that is possible. Um, Mark says, Nintendo is great at making games, but online they're the worst. And again... This is not about Nintendo making the online stuff. This is about World um I'm sorry, Blizzard handling the online stuff. So the arguments that uh, around Nintendo not doing online the right way, they kind of fall to the wayside in my opinion because they're not part of the equation in this case. Uh at least that's how I look at it. When it comes to space games, nobody compares to Atari. Excuse me. Have you compared them to Intellivision? Intellivision? Sure, they've got great space games, like Intellivision Space Battle. I didn't know. One last question of the uh, of the week. I said, now that Crisis Remastered has been announced for modern consoles, where will you buy it? Uh, and I said, reply with your reasons. So we have four options, PC, Xbox, PS4, and Switch. Now, I will say that... I do a podcast, and it's my most popular podcast is a Nintendo podcast. So it's kind of a self-selecting results uh, because I'm going to get a lot of people who are Switch fans, and so they're going to vote Switch. Um, But 22% said uh, PC, 5% said Xbox, 17% said PS4, and 54% said Switch. Again, self-selecting, it's obviously going to skew results in the direction of Nintendo Switch, but that's kind of a big skew. Nintendork says, I do have a gaming PC right now, but if I have the option of getting something on the Switch, I'll probably go with that. Um, Ganson says, I enjoy being able to play games on the go. Uh, Logic Police says, where's the option of not getting it? Well, then just don't reply to the thread then, man. Uh, Joe says, where is the Stadia port? Well, I don't know where the Stadia port is, but 
Did you vote? I'm just curious. Uh, Fernando says, if it's portable, I'm then going for the Switch. And Carl asks, where's the Stadia port as well? Uh, so, you know, Stadia is not on there because it wasn't announced for Stadia. It was announced for these things. Uh, most people said Switch, but again, uh, I, I kind of heavily skew the results because a lot of people who follow me are Nintendo fans. Anyway... That's it for this weekend update. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for responding and being being a part of the community. Uh, if you haven't already joined our community Discord over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord, join us over there. If you want to watch the show live, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, get over there, click the follow button, and then next time I go live, you'll get a notification. I also have a YouTube channel where I post videos from time to time. You can follow me over or, or subscribe there at youtube.com slash run jump stomp. This show is part of the giant size team up network. Check it out over at gstu.net. And uh, don't forget about my animal crossing themed uh, turnip shirt, which you can buy over at runjumpstomp.threadless.com. The music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox remix by Noteblock. I'm out of here. You guys stay awesome. Bye-bye.